1987, Decanimation City was in debt. Gaining independence from RTL had been a long and costly process, and the company's new investors were looking for a quick solution to regaining their investment. Luckily, thanks to a dramatic reduction on the regulations against product placement in children's television, cartoons could now essentially be toy adverts, and so Andy Hayward and his team got to work. We are the Deep Geeks, and it's time to meet some new friends from out of town. Welcome back to Deep Geeks. On today's episode, Dinosaurs. The point at which we already regret doing this. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. We have a lot to get into here, folks. Um, uh, this is apparently a cult classic. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Maybe. To be fair, people were probably six when they first saw this. Yeah. I. For a lot of it, I can only generally see that... Um, Well, I've lost it. Yeah. Um, no. For the most of it, I can kind of generally only see it, people looking fondly back on this because they have the old classic rose-tinted glasses of nostalgia. I don't really 100% see why anyone would think it's good nowadays, though. Much like Inspector Gadget. And I think this is probably going to be a running theme throughout the course of this uh, show. Yeah, yeah. Although... <sighs> Some of them, we already knew they were terrible. We're looking at you, Super Duper Sumos. Seriously, what the fuck? So, before we start with Dinosaurs, a quick any other business for last week's episode, which was Inspector Gadget. You got anything for us, Emma? Well, um, I did discover the Inspector Gadget soundtrack, which, uh, as far as I can tell, was also released in America, but originally was released in France. Um, under the title of, like, something incredibly apt, like Inspector Gadget music from the TV series. While it does have the theme tune, both the version with the original French vocals and then also the instrumental version of the US theme tune, and that is fully instrumental, it doesn't even have the choir going hoo-hoo in it either. It has a fairly extensive collection of little incidental music pieces that's used throughout the show, and also two theme tunes, both Penny and Brain's theme tune with French vocals, and, um, yeah. It's a surprisingly nicely composed soundtrack. Yeah. It's, um... It's, it's, it's a very decent soundtrack. Lots of use of, late, of Inspector Gadget's theme as a leitmotif. Mm. It's, uh, we're woven throughout all these different tracks. And, uh, keen listeners might actually note that I've been using that for both uh, last episode, and then also in this episode as well, because um, <laughs> it's good. I just took, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it. It's, it works nicely. But let's face it, we can't. We're never going to be able to find any dinosaurs music without. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> there was never a dinosaurs theme uh, OST. 
No, no, that's that's not going to happen anytime soon, because currently it's sort of in Wright's limbo. Well, speaking of that, let's delve into the history of dinosaurs before we have a bit of a chat about it, shall we? Absolutely. History. Unlike with Inspector Gadget, it's hard to find solid information about dinosaurs, but we do know a few details and can make some educated guesses at the rest. At the time of development, the single biggest thing in children's entertainment was Transformers, a franchise in which alien robots are able to transform into vehicles and in which they fight an evil faction of alien robots from the same planet. Dinosaurs a franchise in which alien dinosaurs are able to transform into dinosaurs and in which they fight an evil faction of alien dinosaurs from the same planet, has a few noticeable parallels to this premise. Created by production attorney and comic book writer Michael Uslan, the dinosaurs were evolved dinosaurs from Earth's unknown twin planet Reptilian, who teamed up with a group of teenagers known as the Secret Scouts in order to fight their evil counterparts, the Tyranos. It looks like Deke expected the show to be a big hit. 65 half-hour episodes were produced and were scheduled for transmission from September until December in order to build up excitement for Christmas toy sales. Galoob were licensed to make the toys, which included both a line of 8-inch action figures and a line of 1-inch minifigures that matched the scale of the toys of both the spaceships and the playset of the Lava Dome base from the series. But by the latter half of 1987, interest in Transformers was already waning. The poor performance of Transformers the movie the previous year had settled Hasbro with a loss of over $10 million and a third season's budget would be dramatically cut, further exacerbating the decline. As the series designed to directly compete with Transformers, Dinosaurs has stood little chance of re-energising the audience interest in shows about toys that turn into things. The show was soon cancelled and, despite the fact that they were already in foreign development, so were the toy lines. The final episode of Dinosaurs aired in December 1987 and the show was quickly forgotten by all but the most die-hard fans, and by Galoob, who sold their prototypes and moulds to a Brazilian company produced and sold the line in spite of the show's cancellation. As if to add insult to injury, a mere two weeks after the end of season one, the five-episode pilot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles aired, completely changing the landscape for children's cartoons once again. As such, Michael Uslan was never heard from again in Hollywood. Nah, I'm kidding. He and Dinosaurs' co-producer Ben Melnicker have been behind the production of every single Batman movie since 1989. They did fine. And that about does it for the history of Dinosaurs. Yeah, that's... 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 That's as far as I can tell what happened. It's very hard to find information about this show. No one wants to talk about it. For very good reason. So, having seen four episodes of Dinosaurs, what would you say was the concept of the show? Uh, apart from selling toys? Apart from selling toys. Um, well, as you said in the history, um, it's about two factions of evolved dinosaurs fighting <laughs> against each other for some reason, except one team has a group of humans on hand to quote-unquote help. And um, can transform into other dinosaur, bigger dinosaurs, but never does actually. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Um, and <sighs> and it's just kind of got like this really badly written plot chuggering along in the background, but most of it is just kind of about making the worst dinosaur-related puns possible. Um, 
and there's approximately only one likable character. Yeah. And that one character is part of the villains. Who um, is also like the one character that doesn't really fit in with the rest of the villains, if you ask me. Uh, really, well, the problem is there's not enough... Nobody has a specifically definable character. Hmm. I mean, they... Everyone is a comedy sidekick of one kind or another. Except for maybe Aloe. Hmm. Who is generic hero. Yeah. The biggest problem with dinosaurs is that nothing in it actually works. They've got this nice, simple concept of uh, two factions of dinosaurs and one of the factions can transform into other dinosaurs so you can sell more toys. But then it does nothing with that. Nothing is developed on that front. That is literally a thing that is established in the theme tune and then just taken as status quo. Well, you say the theme tune, you mean the opening monologue of the theme yes. tune. Yes. Whereas the theme tune is literally just... And that's about it. Yeah. It's just kind of looped uh, for two minutes. Yeah. Ah, the 80s. And then absolutely nothing is... I mean, okay, it could have gotten better in four episodes, but when you're opening four episodes, do not introduce characters. And sell you on the premise. Establish the premise or explain the concept in any way. It is as if they took the took two things that kids liked at the time, Transformers and Dinosaurs, and then used that incredible combination... As a receptacle for dad jokes. Because Jesus Christ, the jokes in this uh, this series. I mean, Emma will attest that I love a good pun. No, he doesn't. He's totally... He's, he's having you on. Okay, I love a bad pun. A very bad pun. Just everything in Dinosaurs is so broken and stilted. And the jokes are so forced and poorly written. I mean... There were some good ones. <laughs> Only because your reaction to them was so in- intense and exaggerated that I just kind of... It made the joke better. I may have thrown things at the screen. Uh, better paper. Yeah. Don't worry, the, the screen is, fa- is fine. We will continue doing this afterwards, don't worry. It's a shame I could do with a new... Sc- an excuse for a new screen. The burning on this one is ridiculous. <laughs> um, Need an excuse. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, it's stuff like... They seem to focus far more on kind of this weird fish-out-of-water element to the dinosaurs. Ho-ho, they don't know about modern human idioms and... Baseball. Oh, God. Ah, you just... Why are two pairs of socks fighting each other? And then they explain the joke. That would have been a good joke had they not explained it. Basically... No... I don't... Ah. <laughs> there, Mark. It's, it's just, okay. It's okay. Shh, shh. The humour is It's all right. It's all right. So don't worry. Don't it worry. Is, uh, uh, sh- 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 it's okay. It is a 99p joke book level of humour. <laughs> the bumper book of knock-knock jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... 
And then the same few jokes just used again and again and again in slightly different alterations. Holy shit. Oh, what you found? Okay. I was um, looking at the character list on uh, Wikipedia. Because Probably a good move, I was because just... we have no fucking idea who any of these characters are. Well, we know some of them. Um, and I was just going to go through each of them uh, one by one. But um, <laughs> the very top one is um, Aloe, who we previously yeah. mentioned is the generic hero, an evolved Allosaurus, if his name didn't he, quite give uh, it away. He talks like this. Yes. Like a hero in a cartoon. Yeah. Now, there's this amazing little fact in his uh, entry on Wikipedia is um, this. He has a wife named Vera. Vera. Okay. So, Aloe Vera. Oh. F- Continue. <laughs> a daughter named Aloetta, and even a maid named Gator Maid, as in Gator Aid. His address on Reptilon is where Palmer Avenue meets Emerson and Lake. <laughs> I quite like that joke, actually. That's a pretty good joke. So, um, uh, while we're at it, let's keep going down this list. Uh, we have Dimetro, who is Alice's assistant and the scientist slash mechanic of the group. Um, and he's the one who wears a blue mask on his head, which I took for a balaclava. Right, um, yes. And apparently has a slight Scottish accent, but... Didn't sound Scottish in the least to me. That was supposed to be Scottish? Apparently. Sounded Canadian to me. Alright. Um, They're involved... all Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Every actor in this is Canadian. They were cheap at the time. This is Deke we're talking about. And obviously he is a dam- evolved Dametrodon. Uh, again, as the name implies. Um, we have uh, Bronto Thunder, who is... The Brontosaurus. Yes, I... No. no? He is an Apatosaurus. That's the same thing, isn't it? Brontosaurus is the old term. Okay, Google. No, here we go, here we go, here we go. A 2015 study of the necks of the Apatosaurus and the Brontosaurus found many differences between them and other diplodocids. And that these variations may have shown that the necks of the Apatosaurus and the Brontosaurus were used for intraspecific combat. Okay, so we've decided that they aren't the same now. They are separate, they are separate. Oh, good. Um, Then why is he called Bronto Thunder? It's the 80s. Oh, here we go. No, no, no. Bronto's thun- Bronto Thunder's name is an example of tautology, as Bronto means thunder in ancient Greek. So his name is literally Thunder Thunder. Lovely. Um, and he is a, uh, considered the strongest of the dinosaurs. Right. Um, but he's also the, the, the stupid one, except for all the other stupid ones. Yeah. Because for some reason, this series has... A stupid character, a stupid character, a stupid character, and backing them up, a stupid character. And a girl. Bronto Thunder has a girlfriend back on Reptilon called Apatisaurus, and he was a quote-unquote rep for a ceramic tile shop before he became a dinosaurser. Dinosaurser. You reckon these are ever actually in the, uh, the series itself, or just in marketing materials? I would imagine it's actually in the series itself. Could just be in fan fiction, for all I know. <laughs> yeah, with the amount that's filled out on these character profiles, especially for the only female character, or di- female dinosaur, it's rather extensive. Because every single character on this list is about one paragraph long. The <laughs> entry for the only female dinosaur is about three paragraphs long. Look, look, we get it, furries. 
you have a type. That is females. But let's just not think about it. You have a type. Women. Good job. Stego is an evolved Stegosaurus. And, um, according to Wikipedia, a rather dim-witted recruit when compared to the rest of the team. Right, so, as I say, we've just had our our quite stupid one and our very stupid one. Uh, He's the one who can pull his head inside his his uniform like a turtle. Right. Which we saw in the baseball episode. Because there's a baseball episode, of course there's a baseball episode, it's it's the 80s. Why is the second episode a baseball episode? I'm not sure why the second episode specifically is the baseball episode, but, yeah. Um, Tricero is an evolved Triceratops. He has a history doing investigative work back on Reptilon and provides a voice of calm reason. <laughs> Tricero was a member of the law enforcing Triceracops on Reptilon before he became a Triceracops. 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 I'm out. That's it. <laughs> I'm done. Bye. Bonehead is Allo's nephew, and as the name suggests, is not particularly bright. Oh, there's... Okay, so we've got the idiot, the idiot, and the idiot. <laughs> he has a baby brother named Numskull, or Nummy. Mother Bonehilda is a famous scientist, and Allo's sister. So, yeah, Allo's nephew, yeah. Uh, Bonehead is a Pachycephalosaurus, because that's a nice, easy n- n- uh, word to say. Icky is an evolved Ichythosaurus. And a, a prehistoric aquatic reptile. There you go. He has a pointed beak. Oh, he's the the he's the one that just seems to be a shark. Yes, I guess so. Um, and this character did he even speak in the? Yes, he is. The, he is saw? the one that looks like a shark. Did he speak in the episodes we saw? He spoke in the baseball episode, I believe. He spoke in the baseball episode. Yes, because he just appeared. Yeah, he just kind of... One minute, there were four dinosaurs. The next, there were enough to fill out a baseball team. Yeah. And that's how we were introduced to the second half of the dinosaurs, the ones that don't have didn't have figures planned. Literally. They were just kind of just like, hey, we're here now. They would just appear. That's baseball. They're, no, they didn't say, hey, we're here now. They would just... It zoomed out and there were all the dinosaurs there. Yeah. And finally, we have Terex, who is the only female dinosaur and is an evolved arche- archaeotipateric. I can't pronounce words. Could you uh, tell me how this one's pronounced, please? I'd say it was archaeoteryx. Thank you. Basically, not a dinosaur. Yeah. Bird. Considered to be the first true bird, and true is in quotes. So therefore, she is either half bird, half reptile, or an avian reptile. Hmm. Yes, anyway, yeah. <sighs> Terex has a crush on Icky, but it fears it won't work out because she is a flying creature while Icky is aquatic, though she comes around it and gains confidence in herself as the series progresses, even forming a pair with Icky since the episode for the Law of Terex. At the same time, Terex completely denies Garrick's Tengus Rex's advances. Despite doing so, she understands him, and despite stating that she has Please no feelings for Rex and this episode scales for justice, she seems to feel pity towards him. However, feminine charms have been used against Genghis Rex since her affection for her prevents him from harming her or even plotting against the dinosaurs at times. There's fucking half a page of text just entirely devoted to Terex. And nobody is bothered to get rid of all this unnecessary detail because it's the dinosaurs' Wikipedia page and therefore no one cares. So, those are the dinosaurs. Next we have the Secret Scouts. Oh yes, the the third faction that nobody cares about. Who work with the dinosaurs as allies. Yeah. They are four teenage kids, humans uh, specifically, and... They have some sort of undefined superpowers gained through their magic rings. Yeah. 
it's never it's really, not really established. Used. Yeah. And or properly used. All four of them are so generic to the point that we still don't really know their names properly. Hold on, hold on. That I just kind of... Ryan. That's one of them. Ooh. Uh, Come on, lads. Paul. Yes. Anime hair guy. No. Oh. And the girl. No. Two out of four. Not too bad. God's sake. Right, so... Yeah, to that point, they're all so generic. Uh, yeah, imagine that's... a generic teen in a eighties, late eighties, early nineties cartoon. They are that four times. Yeah, um, one of them is black. Yeah, and interestingly, he's the first human that we actually see on the episode. Yeah, we see more of him than the other three, which is uh, quite an interesting, uh, especially for the late eighties. Mm. Mm. But uh, but that's made up by the fact that the other three are white. Yeah. And two of them are the blondest people alive. Yes, those would be Ryan Spencer and Sarah Spencer. Yes. They are twins. Yes, beautiful Aryan twins. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to say wow. <laughs> Ryan is a blonde-haired male teenager who is apparently the smartest and the most athletic of the group. This, in the wild, implies that he is the leader of the scouts. He doesn't seem to get into much trouble as his three friends do. He is Sarah's older brother. Okay, he's supposedly the leader of the scouts. Doesn't doesn't Paul do all the work? Paul is the only one we ever actually see doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Spencer is a blonde-haired female teenager and the only girl of the Scouts. She is quite athletic and informative, often teaching the dinosaurs Earth-related notions. Yeah. She has a pet cat named Missy. We didn't see the cat. Goes on, often goes on adventures with Bronto Thunder and relates very well to the only female dinosaur, Soterix. Yes, because they're the two only female characters that throughout the entire fucking thing. That's not true. There is a third... We didn't see the third. Oh, fuck. I forgot. There's... Representation, everybody. Yay. Paul, surname unknown slash not given, is a brainy African-American male teenager who wears glasses. He seems to find the dinosaurs thrilling and fun. He also has a pet dog named Charlie, who sometimes causes a lot of trouble for the dinosaurs in various episodes. So what I'm getting here is that they added pets for the uh, for the human characters because they ran out of wacky hijinks with just the dinosaurs. Most likely. Oh God. He generally spends a lot of his time with Dimetro. David, surname unknown slash not given, is a black-haired teenage male on the wild one of the Scouts. He often gets into trouble by making monsters worse via getting the dinosaurs involved in his act first and think second tactics. He is strong and athletic, although he doesn't quite have the same sharp intellect as Paul and Ryan, and is creative and a quick thinker. He's often involved with various adventures with Stego and Bonehead. And finally, we have the Tyrannos. Who there are, are too many characters in this series. Have you noticed that? There are too many characters. None of them have any personalities. There are just characters everywhere. Characters. One of them has personality. It's almost as if they were one, all designed. One, one of them it's a, almost as if they're all, I don't know, right, some one, kind one of, of a, hard plastic. One of, them, one of them has a personality. The, the, one of them has a personality. Yes. 
Go on, continue. Uh, talk about Genghis Rex first. The, the, the Tyrannos are the forces of quote-unquote evil in the series. Yeah, and by evil we mean... Mildly mild bothering. An- mild annoyances uh, trying to get fuel. Yeah. There to take over the world, uh, even though there's about seven of them. We saw about four. Genghis Rex, usually referred to as simply Rex, is the leader of the Tyrannos, as well as Allo's evil counterpart. He's an evolved Tyrannosaurus. His first name is based on Genghis Khan, the famous Mongol. Yeah. Living up to his species' reputation, he is brutal and tyrannical and has a violent temper. He appears in every episode apart from episode 13 and 59, in which Quackpot was the only Tyranno to appear, and episode 35 and 51, in which none of the Tyrannos appear. Typically, Rex will insult his compatriots with plays on dinosaur words or names, such as idiot tops or tail for brains, whenever things do not go according to his plans. Right, yes. In exchange, Rex endures being called many flattering and important sounding names by the other Tyrannos, such as Bossasaur and Your Scaliness. A running gag throughout the series is that Rex strongly objects to the ter- use of the term Chiefasaur while addressing him, which is a reference to the Don't Call Me Chief running gag of Perry Wright from the 50s Superman show. What the fuck? Really? That. What? What the. <laughs> That's what that was about! Hi, puppy. Perry White in 50s Superman! Perry White in 50s Superman, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I Okay, I can I can just about get this. But who was this show aimed at? Kids in the 80s, late yeah. 80s. So we're talking 10-year-olds max? Yes, most likely. Maybe 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 teenagers, maybe early teenagers actually. Okay, uh, so that, it's takes, got mild it, violence that in it. takes it back to the 70s. Yeah. So a show 20 years before before this, before the audience for this show was born was a source of one of the running gags. Yes. Why? And it doesn't even fucking work. It's not funny on its own regard. You have to actually know this minuscule piece of detail about 50s pop culture. Princess Day is an evolved Diana. <laughs> Princess Day is an evolved dino... Ch- dino... Ch- I can't pronounce dinosaur names. Fuck you, scientists. Let's have a look. I'd say it was a Dinochius. Thank you. And she is Genghis Rex's older sister. Older. And is the only female Tyranno. There we go. She appears a few times in episodes where the cast returns to Reptilon. And is therefore never seen by us because who thought that having a third female character of the series was necessary? It is generally believed that she's the leader of Tyranno's movement on Reptilon. When you say it is generally believed, this is fanon, isn't it? This Wikipedia page is full of fanon. Her name is a reference to Princess Diana. Yeah. Ankylo is Genghis Rex's dim-witted psychophantic assistant and another member of the Tyrannos. If you wouldn't fucking guess, considering it's under the page Tyrannos. Oh, hold on, hold on. Are you saying we've got the, the dumb one, the dumb one, the dumb one, and the dumb one, and now you're talking about the dumb one? Yeah. Ankylo bears a resemblance to a warthog. I've got to stop using the word dumb, because that's, that's ableist. And exhibits porcine characteristics, often snorting when he speaks. 
He has a special weapon called the Ankle Buster, which creates a chain made out of energy and often used to disable the dinosaurs. He's an evolved Ankylosaurus. He's the most loyal Tyranno to get to Rex and constantly gives him advice about <laughs> about his schemes and tells him to back off about his feelings for Terex. <sighs> Rex fucking thirsts for Terex hardcore, apparently. Um, because it's a uh, kids show in which there are there is one female character and therefore has to be the object of interest for the villain. All right, here we go. We have the the only good character I notice. <laughs> the only one who actually Go on then. Go All on. Right, yeah. Tell us about your 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 precious baby. Your precious baby. He's just a good character. Go on. And that I'm also weirdly curious as to why he's even part of the Tyrannus to begin with. We have Quackpot, who's an evolved Hadrosaurus. He's the practical joker of the group, uh, apparently. He makes a quacking sound like a duck in comparison to his appearance. And the thing is, is he was the star of a children's television show back on Reptilon called Duck Bill's Playhouse. Therefore, he objects to harming children and even protects and cares for them at times. It's like, I, I, he's the one that fits in the least to the Tyrannos. And apparently he's one of the few characters that have actually objected to whatever Rex was doing. Well, you know why he is in the Tyrannos? Because they needed a wise quacker. Brachio is an evolved Brachiosaurus. He's the archetypal thug of the gang and is purple. Thanks. Well, moving on. (laughs) That's about as much actual detail in the show as there is for any character. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He's the evil counterpart to Bronto Thunder. That's about it. Um, Styraco is an evolved Styracosaurus, uh, evil counterpart to Tricero, formerly a dentist, working at the office of Pinch and Pullum and Yankum, before joining Rex on Earth. He's intelligent and sometimes works on machines, then not as often as Plesio. Plesio is an evolved Plesiosaurus. Ah. <laughs> He's shifty and looks like a pink dragon, and is the evil counterpart to Icky, evil in quotes. Plessio used to work for Slither, Slither and Shark, Tony's at Law and Reptile before becoming a Tyranno. He once had a romantic relationship with the Loch Ness Monster. Because the Loch Ness Monster is in this, by the way. Um, Terrible Dactyl is the flying member of the Tyrannos and the evil counterpart to Terex. He speaks with a British accent, wears a pilot mask, purple armor and white scarf and has orange skin. And just turns up once. He's an evolved... He's an evolved... Just appears. Parodon. Pterodon, a pterosaur, who is commonly referred to as a pterodactyl. A large proportion of the episodes, Terrible Dactyl begins the conflict between dinosaurs and tyrannos by observing some suspicious activity and reporting it to Rex. Um, Minor characters. The no, dinosaur no, no, no. and dinosaur is the leader of Reptilon. Ads? Dinosaurs? What did you reckon to the animation of dinosaurs? About on average for uh, 80s animation? It's, yeah. Reused uh, cells and that? Occasionally it looks very anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some some initial D vibes going on at times. And uh, characters change sizes depending on where they are. Yeah, that was a fun one. That's a fun one. 
it's not very consistent. Not very. But uh, hey, that's about on the on par for your eighties uh, cheap ass cartoons. Yeah. Uh, voice acting was terrible in places. Yes, indeed. Um, really, really. I mean, we're talking some of the most stilted voice acting I've heard in a cartoon in years. God bless America. Canada. God bless Canada. God, God bless God. God bless non-union Canadian voice actors. Three. It's just... It could have been so good. This is the problem with dinosaurs. Yeah. The, the it idea had, itself... It had a chance. It had a, it had a chance. But the idea kind of, itself is solid. The... Music is solid. Music is solid. The designs are... I mean, we've, we've seen the... Um, we've the seen the unreleased, unreleased action figures. And they look absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> they are really well designed. Yeah. And it doesn't translate that well to the cartoons themselves, but the car, the action figures are really well designed. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's decent stuff. But then they just transpose all of this over a wacky comedy story, <laughs> and none of it just functions as you'd imagine it should have done. I mean, the closest to that is the first episode, where it is actually a action story between. The uh, the Tyrannos have mind controlling Earth dinosaurs and them sneaking up. Uh, the uh, the dinosaurs are sneaking up on them. Yeah, that's I mean, the closest to the actual format, and that's where it should have stuck. And that yeah. was the that was the episode written by the show's creator. So you can see how it was supposed to be. But and uh, have it, I, obviously we've only watched the first four episodes, so we don't know how the rest of the series goes. But I'm suspect that this is all down to the amount of filler required to make a first order season of 65 episodes yeah there's only one season before it got cancelled and that one season has 65 full half hour episodes yeah it's everything about it says that they bit off more than they could chew everything about it says that they bit off more than they could chew it just doesn't... They tried their chances at it and then didn't actually take anything with it. It's not good. I mean, it's... I can see what they were trying to do and they were... Tr- as I as I made abundantly clear in the, uh, the history section, they were trying to repeat Transformers. Yeah. Without any of the idea of what made Transformers popular, which was character development, a coherent plot and just the fact that it was a tangible world that functioned and everything functioned in it um because transformers was of course based on marvel comics based on the toys whereas when you just start with the concept and then try and make a cartoon out of it you don't have the backbone in place yeah and while Transformers was looking a bit dicey at the points when Dinosaurs has had come out, it's since kind of flourished again. Yeah, Transformers has kind of been here to stay. I mean, it's it's that it went down at the time, but and then it uh, got cancelled. But I mean, that spun off into another Transformers series with new characters, mm. and then into Beast Wars mm. and. Or Beast Machines, if uh, I, that's the American title, isn't it? Uh, something like that, yeah. Um, and then, of course, all the various 
sidecar comics, the the Japanese versions, mm. the Michael Bay reboot. <laughs> we don't talk about that. No. So I, I suspect this is going to be a bit shorter than uh, than we planned for these episodes to be, uh, because there is just not much to talk about with this. Yeah, there wasn't much to talk about, episodes. and we had a, a fair few issues recording this as well. Yeah. Um, but hey, it's just how the cookie crumbles. I think this pretty much neatly wraps it up, though. Uh, yeah. I think we've got everything here. Yeah, I think we're very much out of steam. So, next week... We ask one very simple question. Hey for Effie. Hey for Effie. Mr. Derm.